0: music mm-hmm. motorcycles and misfits here. Oh, are we recording At right the now? recycle garage. Oh my god! It's sunny. Not so sunny. Santa Cruz, California.
1: Darling, it's pissing with rain. It is pissing. It's with sunny rain. above the clouds. Though.
0: Sure, um, but the rain is good. We need the rain. That's it what, is. It's, that's yeah, what we say. Sure. We need the rain, uh, but it didn't stop a uh, small crew from showing up, and we've just been ah. ha- hanging out in the garage <laughs> shit and yeah. shit.
1: We're hardy souls, darling, but not that hardy. I
0: did get something done. I did get one of my bike-seated grips fixed. Because oh, you did? No, you it's did. A, it's an unbearable thought to ride in, in 50, 60, 70-degree weather without
2: heat grips. <laughs> is, is that on the
1: KTM?
0: No, that one, I have the controller coming in, the Versus. Okay,
1: the Versus I got the that one. one fixed. No, you did, you did fix the Versuses.
0: I got the Versus fixed. The KTM will be ready. Okay. When was the last time you rented the Versus? Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: not really the it's not really the season, is it?
0: You know. But as we were talking earlier, I just can't bring myself to sell it for what it is worth. You know, and
1: that's one of the great mysteries. It's one of the it. Often, the most capable bikes are the ones that just don't fetch Mm -hmm. massive money. Um, I'm hoping Henry's going to talk about his new ride tonight. Um. Which he picked up for an absolute bargain price Versus Don't f- fetch massive money v um, Vstroms, Kelly our guests tonight well, don't fetch massive money. No, they don't. No, they don't.
0: I think that's a perfect opportunity to introduce who is in the room, since Knock is Tra- here to remind me. I, Tra- I was just gonna, gonna do up. that. Yeah, he's probably screaming at as a radio. He's right chump,
1: now.
3: He's chafing. He's I adjusting can hear his hear valves him. right now. Yeah, he's yeah. screaming and masturbating. <laughs> oh God.
0: So here in the <laughs> in the train room today, we have a new uh, friend. Our guest Kelly is here. Say hey, hey to Kelly.
1: Hello, hey, Hey. down from the Pacific Northwest, and riding an extremely handsome V Strom six hundred and fifty in bronze with Washington license plates. Very nice looking. And he brought the rain with him. Yes, thank you very much. And the heat gear, and the heated grips. (laughs)
0: And hey, everyone, this is Eliza, and this is my NPR voice.
2: (laughs) Fired. Yeah.
0: Also on the Classy Girl Couch tonight, we have Miss Emma. This is Emma Darling, and this is my BBC World Service voice. Here it is. <sighs> oh, and back uh, from a long hiatus. Joining us tonight, we've got Douglas.
2: Hi. That's it. Uh,
0: Come on, you to be good at this.
2: <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, is.
3: and yes.
0: And coming in uh, sopping wet in the rain, we've got Henry.
3: Boy, hello there.
0: Hello. Oh. <laughs> and studying <laughs>
3: something <He's laughs>
0: it. I think he's preparing are you going to do a monologue? We've are, got are, Naked Jim there's gym. like
3: five paragraphs are you talking to me? yeah I'm talking to you
0: there you go so yeah it is raining we've just been hanging out and uh, Kelly made a good call first time in the garage and what he, did he do? he brought pie <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: he didn't just bring any pie I mean no. we're not talking about Safeway pie it, not that Safeway pie is bad pie But it wasn't Safeway Pie. It is
0: Gizditch Pie.
1: Oh, I knew how good it was
4: before I opened the box. And then I opened the box and I was like, oh, that crumbly crust. Well, now hang
1: on. Now, look here. Um, Most of our listeners who are outside California even don't even know who Gizditch is. But Gizditch Ranch have been growing apples for, oh, God, 100 years or something. And they've just got this little store where they sell handmade stuff and oh god it's so good
4: well you know the other thing that really warmed my heart when he showed up is he did do the teeter-totter
0: oh, yeah. oh we will get to that but miss Emma I have a request. Yes, darling. You've got too many dangly things on you. They're, it's going to drive me nuts making noise. Oh! Ah.
4: <laughs>
1: that's Hang on making noise you know, how the librarian. There's look pearls this, and this is hoop, hoop nice
0: rings things. and, like, so well, you many know, things. No,
1: you've, you've got to adorn yourself, darling, but I'm going to dismantle my jewelry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he brought pie, and so Gizditch is the pie barn that's going to be on our our food tour. Mm-hmm. So good. So we were more than happy to just sit in there shooting the shit, meat pie. And me and Megan came by with, with Jason. and mm-hmm. um, But Kelly showed up early and there wasn't much going on. It was just me working on some wiring on my bike. But then Jim showed up and that's all it takes. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of well, idiots with some new toys. Yeah. A couple of idiots with some new toys to make it a good time. So Jim... Tell everyone what we got.
4: Ah, uh, so what did we get? So we got a pair of Monster Moto One Thousand electric mini bikes.
0: One thousand. <laughs> jig watt. of fucking
4: watts. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it means. Whatever. But these
1: these were something of a bargain. You got them off of Amazon. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, here's the funny thing. So when we first they had this good bad idea we were gonna get the old field the like you know pull start gas ones right yeah yeah, Bitch, yeah. Right? like the old rup Yeah, but bikes of course in uh, california they won't ship them here right right so you can't get them anymore now we did find someone you know people hustle them on the side we could have got yeah but but when we thought about it you know we get in trouble enough doing this stuff right let's not get busted by the cops well they're talking about that too but, um yeah but like it came down let's get electric and the more we Liza was like let's just get electric and I'm like oh I gotta think about it but the more I thought about it the better an idea it seemed right so yeah freaking Amazon two days delivered to your door <laughs> <laughs> and how, free shipping how, and how much uh, $3.99 mm-hmm.
5: fantastic
1: delivered yeah Sh- delivered isn't that crazy and yeah. you know I was we actually lo- picked them up but I, I was yeah. looking at these things and they ain't no zero I mean we, we let's get this straight out of the box it is not zero technology but it's robust simple technology and damn jim you were trying so hard to break it
4: (laughs) (laughs) we definitely put it through the motions today
0: yeah well we started out testing it in his backyard which is not a huge backyard it's just small enough to make it dangerous, yeah. Joining circles it, on a mini,
4: small enough with the hard, immovable objects
0: <laughs> and, and corners of things coming at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first we first pull them out, start riding, and they put the brake lever on the left. So, of course, what does Jim do? He runs into the house because he couldn't find the brake <laughs> I'm lever. Like, Where's the brake? <laughs> oh, it's the house.
4: With <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, who? the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, <break>. literally <laughs> run into the house. <laughs>
4: but that was the question like we don't know how how long these are gonna last but so far so good
0: so then we decided let's take them out of the yard
4: oh yeah that was and we had way. off
0: just you know about two blocks from his house down to the railroad tracks where there's some dirt and gravel paths
4: and hobos, <laughs> and hobos. <laughs> with their God. pants around their knees, but yeah.
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> you God. Two old people on these kids' mini bikes tooting around. We're just having fun. We do two laps around this like fenced-in enclosure, and next thing we know, rip, rip, rip. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah. And we just stop, and we just sit there, and we're just looking at them. Like, what's up?
4: And he's just looking at us. Did you have um, helmets on or no? No. 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 <laughs> of course.
0: No. I've decided this is a mobility scooter
4: yeah exactly it's my rascal <laughs> well, what's up this is my story it's ADA to. shit son I'm gonna get a handicap sticker to put on it no, don't violate my ADA rights <laughs> that's right but he was cool we just rolled up to him and we all just kind of looked at each other like yeah we're all stupid
0: <laughs> I said we're just being idiots yeah. and he went mm-hmm. and, 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 dro- and drove away
4: and we tooled <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> but it does make for some good racing down there
0: it does we did a little drag racing on the street and then we set up some little little cones and Jim uh, tested out the lean angle
4: yeah well, we I just, found
0: the limits
4: well it depends on if you're going if you're turning left or right right because you start out going left of course because that's the way you're supposed to go but that's where the kickstand Connected, mm. so it, it'll jack you up, and if you lean too far, it digs in and then Look, jacks the rear
1: end up. There's video evidence of this now, Jim. You oh, just yeah. wadded completely <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> the expression on your face was priceless. Well, it brought back it, it brought back trauma for when I crashed the Trident. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of hear
4: it in your voice. Look, <laughs> like, oh my God! But no, it. But it took a licking, got right back up. That's so.
1: right. I mean, they are built tough. I mean, yeah. I don't know how the... Long, the longevity is going to be in the engine. But But
4: the the beauty is, it goes. The the thing is, it goes just fast enough that it'll hurt you if you crash. Oh yeah. yeah. Any any less, and you'd be like, oh, I'm bummed. It's too slow. But it's
2: perfect amount of speed.
0: Doug, how much does this remind you of our mini bikes and our escapades?
2: (sighs) I miss those things so much. Mm -hmm. Those things were so awesome.
0: Anything in pairs is fine. By yourself, you're just some loner idiot, but in pairs,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it it brings up a a very, very valid point. I remember many, many times last summer, like, oh, let's drag out the X1 and ride it around the parking lot. Well, you can't because it's too noisy and Mm. too obnoxious, so you couldn't ride it. Whereas these things, the only noise they make, there's a bit of a roar off the tires, and a bit of whir off the chain, that's it. And you can behave like a complete (laughs) idiot and the only noise
3: it makes are the screams from (laughs) where you (laughs) (laughs) The grinding of metal. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's what it sounds like. I think, okay, I think the next step is to take this dirt biking off on uh, UCSC, up, Upper Campus. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good idea.
0: Well, we Especially did learn downhill. any bump hurts because yeah, it's, it's, a, a it's, it's
2: a rigid. It's a rigid. suspension. Oh, just the keep other, on
4: doing it. The other brilliant idea is we overinflated the tires by like three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it raised the top great speed. Great idea. It raised the top speed. Uh, yeah, so we did a little drag racing 25? on the street.
1: No, and you could get a cushion. If you just buy mm. a cushion. Just a whoopee cushion. So a every whoopee time you cushion. Look at a little springer seat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's plenty of room for modification yeah. of these you things. You could probably lose
2: maybe 10, 15 pounds off them, too, just from bullshit that doesn't
1: Well, Jim's already yeah, modified yeah.
4: his. Well, we've been cutting on it. And I think the, the the welding and the metal's decent enough where you could cut and fabricate on it. So I think it's a good, it's a good platform to start with. There
3: you go. Door.
4: Well, we put it through the motions. We crashed it and jumped it and teeter-tottered it and all sorts of shit.
0: and guess who else? Uh, we po- He posted this. Guess who else has one here nearby? Huh. Tony Guerra.
4: Really? I oh, like, to yeah. bring it to the Christmas party.
0: Baja 1000 winner. Right. Like, bring it. <laughs> we'll have three, three bikes them? in the race.
4: You know what's hilarious? Almost everybody that sees it or hears about it, they're like, oh yeah, how much is that thing? Everybody's <laughs> starting to want one. It's the hot Christmas thing.
0: I think 400 bucks is the magic price. I've already mm-hmm. got my money's worth just being an idiot.
4: Yeah, well I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm getting one for my like camp, they have fifth wheel trailers mm-hmm. and shit like that. Well, well like, you perfect. know,
1: you, you, you tend to lose track, but 400 bucks doesn't go very far these days. I mean, if you bring a medium-sized mm-hmm. bike in, like uh, uh, Kelly, if you bring your <laughs> DL650 into a major dealership for a service, You know, intermediate service. It's four hundred bucks. Oh yeah, mine's like seven hundred. Yeah, exactly once you you start messing about with the valve clearances, yeah. Yeah. You know, so four hundred bucks is not much Mm -hmm. money in the big scheme of things. All Agreed. I do is I just work on how many bottles of gin does it buy. <laughs> it, it's just if that, that
4: 399 translates into thousands of hospital bills. Yes. Well, <clears throat> as, as that doesn't happen,
2: it's all cool. I'm
0: sure we'll continue to explore the limits. We already d- set up a teeter-totter, which is frightening. <laughs> that, that was before
2: the rain, so I get there, and yeah, is like, yeah. oh, try it out. The teeter-totter's been sitting out there for a couple hours getting sopping wet. <laughs>
1: it's this old, and With over-inflated oh, yeah.
2: tires, I'm like, Liza, I'm not doing this so right now. So
1: my promise to you, Jim... Is if you just completely destroy yourself, as long as you've got a finger that works the dial on your phone, you can call me. <laughs> I'll pick up the debris, mm-hmm. put it in the back of my truck, take you to Dominican mm-hmm. Hospital mm-hmm. so they can repair you. Liza, you're on your own, honey.
0: That's all right. No. Hey, you know, um...
1: Well,
4: you did, the, you did the teeter-totter, too.
0: I did the teeter-totter. I didn't it's do the teeter-totter. Frightening. It is you go up too it, frightening. And then yeah. suddenly you finally hit that balance point, and suddenly the ground just drops out beneath
1: you, and you're just falling. Well, you know, it's a, I saw it. You know, your legs go down, and you're like, this is when I want the ground to be there, and the ground's you not there. You can't put your
4: feet. You got to stay on the pegs yeah. and yeah. eyes up. Feet on the pegs mm. and eyes oh, up. Oh, scary hope stuff. Hope you got good karma.
0: So, yeah, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd just say from our testing, I'd recommend it to people. People go on Amazon, buy these electric minibikes.
1: Get them in pairs. It's like a, like a yeah. Yeah, it's Cushman be style. Pairs.
2: pairs is the definite
3: deal. Yeah.
1: You, you can actually buy anything you want on Amazon. Anything Isn't that you eBay's slogan? Want. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some pretty obscure stuff on Amazon as well. So,
0: um, I usually do this at the end of the show, but I want to do this up front because this is kind of a big deal. Yes, so okay. So... Um, Swag. swag swag so i it's made the announcement last week i'm gonna make it again about our, for our patreon subscribers that we are coming out with a new shirt yes. and this is going to be like a, a nice silk screen shirt
1: it's a big deal <clears throat>
0: it is whole new design douglas i'm finally doing a black shirt
1: ah oh, finally i'm finally doing a it did shirt. you know who's doing the design on it doug Who's that? Knock.
2: Really? Yep. The graphic designer? No way. Yeah.
0: Who never designs yeah. <laughs> anything. Uh-huh. So, um, and just a reminder to anyone who would like to get one of these shirts, it's going to be free to all of our Patreon subscribers who are coming in at $5 or more a month. Yes. So all you got to do. Mm-hmm. So p- become a subscriber at $5 a month and you'll get a shirt sent to you. I do have to put a clause in there. Because of international shipping.
1: My cat's got claws.
0: Because of international shipping, you just have to give me the money for the shipping, and I will send you a shirt. Okay. But anyone in the States, it includes shipping. Outside of that, um, send me a message, and we'll arrange... Like, PayPal me, whatever the shipping is. Because
1: we do have an international clientele, and we love them.
0: We do, but, yeah, it gets to be expensive. Yeah, it gets a bit
1: pricey sending T-shirts out to New Zealand. Yeah,
0: and to, like, to South Africa, or Australia, Katie in Australia, and even up to Canada. I spent, like, 35 bucks to send a shirt
1: (laughs) worth 20. Well, no, because if you send stuff to Canada... It's hand-delivered by the Mounties. Exactly. Yeah, and that costs money.
0: But another way... Because those
1: red uniforms are very expensive, and the shiny hats they wear. It's <laughs> oh, has got to be paid Just for. a
0: reminder, it's January 1st, and um, whoever is subscribed at $5 or more Janu- January 1st, that's when the cutoff is. That's who's going to get the shirts. Right. Right. Um, but also, it's time to do our monthly Patreon prize pack.
1: Woo! What a prize pack we've got this oh, month.
0: Oh, yeah. Emma, good you want to take a look?
1: Oh, yeah. Hang on, I've got to put my glasses on. You made me take them off. There's a lot
0: of stuff in here. I pulled okay. a lot of the good stuff.
1: We have Moto Crew USA t-shirt yeah. in red.
0: Remember the kids who race? Oh, yeah. That's their team.
1: Size large. Yeah, <coughs> we have uh, what
0: the oh that is from Cat McLeod. Oh, Cat McLeod, yeah, uh, like glass wipes. It's a yeah, yeah. Th- like this a- is
1: like a visor wipe, glasses mm-hmm. wipe. Very, very nice too. From
0: La- Loud Adventures, this is nice. Ooh, that looks like Oh, Stockton Tool it, Company. It, These guys. Do this good. is. A nice Stockton toolkit. It's. Um, is it a complete toolkit? Well, it is the uh, the sockets. It's a small portable sockets in a case.
1: Right, mm. and this is something you can actually carry on your bike, and it's in a yeah. nice it's in a nice pouch. It's like in a leatherette pouch, so that's good. Lord tigers, yeah,
0: we got we got um, a couple. Um,
1: we, they're th- great. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cozy. It is. A, yeah. This is a cozy which will either keep your drink hot. Or cold. All right, we cannot take
0: that much time to describe everything. There's so much stuff in here. Okay, tire.
1: Yeah, tire gauge. (laughs) A nice, nice tire gauge. More clothing. Zero (coughs) t-shirt. Zero t-shirt. Chain Chain brush. Brush. Oh my! You know, it's jam packed. Oh no, there's a. Oh, there's a hat. There's a hat.
0: Evil can socks. Always.
1: Law Tigers. What's, They're great. what's the big cardboard Hat. box? Oh, there. yeah,
0: we're getting to that. Um, you know, one of the wrist rest throttle rockers. I love these. And I don't the like thing.
2: those. I hate those. Oh, it's things. in case them. of Marlboro Reds. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> a mega boost!
0: <laughs> yes, Meg, uh, this is a mega gosh, boost, boost battery charger. Item. These what? are one of the smart battery chargers. Right, that's crazy. And I'll uh, tell you what, this isn't wait, just this is shit.
1: this isn't the entry level mega boost. This is the mega boost eleven hundred. It's got all the bells and whistles. This will charge your bike battery. It'll make you a cup of tea. It'll wipe your bottom for you if you want. And I think this Power has the re- restore uh, that can restore an, <clears> um, <throat> a dead AGM battery. Yep, which is quite. You trick. can use it
0: on lithium. It's got. It's a smart. Battery charger, right? Very exactly, nice.
1: and these mm. things are very good. We sell a ton of these at the shop, and they are not cheap, so this is a big deal. Yeah, I carry something like that when I go dirt biking, right? Mm. Um, mm. any battery charger that can bring back a dead AGM. Um, and a lot of people yeah. don't understand if you've got a flat AGM and you want your bike to charge it up, it ain't gonna happen, mate. You've got mm. to put it on a good charger.
0: There's also a Clearwater Lights uh, buff, a lot of us have been wearing those lately, and a $25 off Twister Road. Uh, gift
1: so you know. This is such a complete prize package. You're going to be in the next tax bracket after this lot. So, it's, it's <laughs> definitely All
0: right. well, worth winning. Well, it's Christmas, so I wanted to give our biggest prize back at Christmas and I am going ho, to draw. Oh, ho, ho. Are you name. drawing? I am drawing. You Who you, are you, calling you a hoe. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, I got, one. I got Oh. One. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's see. the hoe?
2: Law Tigers. Emma, throw your, <laughs> throw your earrings in there too.
0: <laughs> oh, you want to announce the winner, Miss Emma?
1: I am going to announce the winner. The winner is James Snell. James oh, Snell. James. Oh, James. Congratulations, James. <laughs> Woohoo! You just scored, dude
0: yeah you yeah, really score yeah, yeah and good, it? thank you for being a sponsor on patreon
1: right on. absolutely very good um and um james if we don't have your address send us a message with your address we'll get this stuff boxed up and sent out to you
0: sweet so um that's out of the way um let's do some updates of some things that have been happening this week crash report <laughs> there's some crash reports <laughs> All right, all right. Let's just. This almost gets old. Like every week,
2: it's
3: not me. To be
1: fair, (laughs) (laughs) let's give him a round of applause. (laughs) The the important thing is, how long has it been, Henry?
3: About five months. There you go.
1: Congratulations. Do we give him a chip at six months? (laughs) I think he deserves one. No, you know what? Let's start off on a positive note, Henry. Yes. Brief description of what you just bought. Uh, Police bike. It's an ST 1300P. Yep. Basically, it's an S T 1300 resplendent in white with a solo seat. mm mm-hmm. um, Ex-police, of course. hmm Great-looking bike And what you get it for?
3: 25. Jesus. It's an amazing.
0: Okay, I have to ask why did you buy this bike?
3: Because my goozy was giving me shit, and I decided I what's, want. because fuck you, that's why. What's
0: wrong with the Guzzi?
3: Um, the clutch wasn't fully disengaging. Oh, that's not good.
0: Oh That does suck.
3: Yeah and it was hard shifting, too, so I couldn't get, it would be, it was a struggle to get up to second and third, for example, uh, uh, lane yeah, splitting yeah, yeah. on 880, so. And you've got quite a brutal commute,
1: so, I mean, I've been going backwards and forwards with Henry, he's been sending me, oh, what do you think of this, what do you think <laughs> of this? Um, and I'm happy to, to help him, so he's been looking for a commute bike for quite a while, and this thing is, it's basically just going to be your commuter bike, isn't it? Yeah, basically.
0: So, all right, so you've been having trouble with the Guzzi, so this sounds like a good commuter bike to get. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the mileage on it? It's
3: got, like, 40,000 miles, which is just being broken in for an SC1300. Oh, yeah,
1: 200,000 mile Uh, bike. What what year? 2007.
3: 2007, great.
1: And it's got ABS, Mm -hmm. and it's got brand new tires, Yep. and, um, gosh.
3: It's basically been maintained, like, the whole time like it's exactly what you want for a bike right well
0: congratulations yeah, Thank you. It's yeah that's cool it's a beautiful so, bike Are is a guzzi what's going on with the goosey? is he going to be able to fix it Ms. oh Emma? yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah I'll,
3: oh, f- yeah, I'll, yeah I'll fix it like i'm not getting rid of that bike so i've been
0: that'll be your exotic special bike
3: yeah sure
1: and you know it's it's like a a, a goosie is a very exotic bike um You know, a lot of people think they're posh tractors, and I'll kind of buy into that as well. They kind of are, but they have got a very quirky nature. And I love my goozy, but for the commute, I tend to grab the RF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, exactly. It's that kind of bike. And Henry's commute's like 10 times worse than mine.
3: I I commute 60 miles uh, round trip every single day, or not every single day, like 300 miles a week or something like that. So I need something a little bit more reliable.
0: I commute you know. two hundred miles a day. <laughs> Ooh,
3: yeah, but you're in a car.
0: I am. That's why.
1: Well, that's <laughs> not really a commute,
0: though. I mean, you're a rep,
1: so <laughs> you know, know. it kind of goes with the territory. Um,
0: well, let's talk about someone else yeah. who's in need of a new bike. All right, I need to. I need to step into this carefully because there's been a lot of controversy in past shows. Yes. Um so we're I'll not we're not digging anything up.
1: No, we'll not. And I mean I'm going to jump right into it is Z who's mm-hmm. been a regular contributor on our show. Um her bike up pretty good earlier on this week?
3: Oh fuck really?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and She's okay and that's the important thing And we're not going to go into the whys and wherefores And what she had on her head or anything like that Because that has been controversial But um, she had a big crash And a bike went down on wet pavement I think she skidded across two or three lanes And a car actually ran over her legs But her legs are as stubborn as she is Absolutely (laughs)
0: And nothing was broken.
1: Nothing was broken. Um, She's pretty well banged up. I mean, um, after my little spill, there's lots and lots of road rash, and she's got the same. Um, But she's okay. So The bike's total, though.
0: So, and Z is known as somebody who doesn't um, appreciate helmet laws. Right. And uh, so... That she did not sustain great injuries. She did not sustain um, great injuries because of the, uh, her lack of a, a good helmet. So, right. we're not going to go there. Right. But what I wanted to discuss the gear that she was wearing, a lot of it failed. And I wanted to discuss um, when you think that you're covered and you're not. Oftentimes that is true. And um, some things that happen, like, you know, uh, Jim, uh, we went shopping recently and I bought some new gloves. And I was concerned because the gloves don't have the Velcro strap right underneath the wrist.
4: Well you know yeah it's interesting because that's one of the things that like I realize are important I like gloves with gauntlets right I think that matters and it seems like they're only really effective if they have that wrist cinch right, right. they all have the velcro on the gauntlet part and they're the, well you know they're the Alpen stars the sp8s are what mm-hmm. you got I got the SP airs you know I was using them this summer and they have the wrist the wrist cinch on them and they're mm-hmm. great very comfortable and I went to the eights because times come in it's cold and I noticed that they don't have that wrist cinch mm-hmm. and they still a the little piece of leather there to protect it, but but it's
1: amazing how easily a glove will come
4: off without
1: exactly. That. Yep. And your natural inclination when you're tumbling down the road is to put your hands out because this is how you steady yourself. See, it's vital to sliding forward. Superman, you're good, <laughs> right? But it's it's right. Hands get banged up so easily, and it's always it's always a balance with motorcycle gear. Traditionally, you need snug-fitting motorcycle gear. But it can't be so snug that it restricts you and makes you uncomfortable. Because now you're thinking about your uncomfortable gear and not thinking about that idiot in front of you in the Ford Taurus. So it, it is a balance, but a lot of Z's, gears fa- Z's gear failed.
0: So she has abrasions on her palms and her fingertips. She does. Where it looks like like a cat she was trying to dig in. Right. And, and I, let's just jump ahead and say she will recover and is recovering from all of her injuries.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the only reason she... She's not here right now talking about it is she'd prearranged a trip to Seattle. She's in Seattle with a friend right now Um, and just kind of licking her wounds and centering herself. Well, and here's the other way to
4: look at it. Maybe that the gear she was wearing really protected her from much more severe injuries. I mean, she said she got run over by a fucking car. I mean, the fact that you're not. But and so, you know, so maybe I don't know. I I don't know. What does she normally wear? Well, I can say something. Your your gloves shouldn't fly off. No, I know that. But but. But she didn't, you know, she didn't have any catastrophic injuries. Yeah. What are you going to say,
0: Henry? Ru-
3: I was going to say, like, if you have the proper gear, like, take it from somebody who's been hit by cars three times this year. <laughs> if if you have the proper gear, like, it won't fly off. It will stay on you. It will protect you. And it will continue to protect right. you after that.
0: Yeah. And so another one of the failed points she had was her jacket as she was sliding rose up and exposed her bare Um, her belly and hip. Right.
3: I
2: think she said she was riding in jeans as well. She was
0: riding in jeans. Jeans. And I I mean, I ride in jeans and I know if I go down, I'm going to get abrasions and I have gone down on the freeway in jeans. Um, And so she did get the normal amount of abrasions on her legs that you would have, but not excessively. It's not like there's going to be a huge, you know, scar, but um, the fact that the gloves and the jacket, which you think you're protected, but you weren't. And I don't remember she wears a three quarter or a half.
4: But but you know a couple of things. One is the fact if her her stuff did stay on and protect it, she wouldn't have any of that stuff because it's amazing how well the jackets right. work. And the other thing, I th- place I think she got lucky is abrasions are one thing they hurt, but you know not terrible. It's the impact injuries, like when yes. you break elbows right. and shoulders or hips. You know, so I think that's where she really dodged well, a bullet
1: is were impact type injuries. I'm One month post wreck and all of my road rash, and I had some gnarly road rash. You did, too. Yeah, your elbows and your knees. Ugh. Everything's healed up. I mean, it's scarred, so right. but that's okay. I don't mind. it. Yeah. That feels great. You weren't in a hospital bed. Right, right? Yeah. but my shoulder is still painful. Yeah. So it's the impact injury, you know, getting thrown onto the ground. That's really what does you in, especially with old mm. bones. I mean, you know, I, I don't make a secret of it. I'm 57, mm. and I don't bounce as well as I used to when I was Puts 21. it's pretty hot. A oh, oh. So...
0: Yeah, so she crashed. She's going to be fine. Her bike is not.
1: <clears throat> right. Her bike's done. Um, and, and I've been been—I'm out there looking for a bike for her. And I'm going to try and get her on something so she wants.
0: I wanted to comment, comment on this, though, because I think this is a scam. Legit. So the reason that she can't get her bike to fix it up, even though it's fucked up, but we can fix a lot of things, right?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But the as she was taken away in an ambulance, her her bike was towed away, and they want like hundreds of dollars for her to get her bike back, and she right. doesn't have that money. Right. And it's accruing more and more. They can charge like fifty dollars a day, and next thing you know, your your bike is held hostage. Mm-hmm. She, and this is something I think is kind of a scam. You don't have a choice in the matter. And as I was doing more research, I found out this is a very common scam. Yes. And I'm not going to say that the The person that towed her bike is part of the scam. But I can say it is common out there in the world. if you do the research, you can find this happens a lot, that they listen on their scanner for accident reports, and then they drive to the scene. They are not called by, you know, a tow lot right. of your choice or A A or from the police lot. They just show up and hook your vehicle on and tow it away. And as soon as they have it, they can, they can ask whatever they want.
3: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, tow companies are, for the most part, a scam.
0: And um, even though this isn't a motorcycle, I did read a story of a woman who had a fender bender. Mm-hmm. Car was not disabled, but a tow truck had showed up because right. the police scanner you know, was called. And they said, look, you need to get that thing checked out. It may not be safe to drive. Well, I think I'm okay to drive it, you know, to my, no, that wheel can come off and you'd be responsible for countless deaths. So let's just tow it. And she said, okay. They put it up on there and she tells them where, where to take it and they kept driving and they kept driving. And she was like, where, where are you going? Oh, I know I better shop. And a lot of them have an arrangement with a right. shop, right? So they take her to the shop. That's an hour beyond where she wanted to go and as she's like calling somebody to say, you need to come down here and help me because they won't give me my car back. They towed it onto the lot and shut the gate with her outside, and it was now their property. And they started adding up all these fees. Well, you're going to have to pay extra mileage for towing it this far, and this and that, and it next thing you know, it's like $750. They'd Right. had it five minutes, Mm -hmm. including... $120 $120 to get it towed outside of the lot.
1: Wow. And, um,
0: I and, would and s- it's a racket. It is a racket. I so would say th-
1: that is the extreme, that but extreme. it does happen. Well, the thing, people don't stand up for themselves.
2: There's no estimate given. There was no written contract. Right. There's no signature on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You've got to stand up for yourself if you think you're Let me tell you my had. own
1: experience because I got involved in a very bad car wreck in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, two vehicles mm-hmm. involved. Both, both got totaled and um, nobody went to the hospital but I was very very disoriented when when you step out of a car that's totaled I mean you're like um, and the cop says you need a tow and the thing sitting in the middle of the intersection all the fluids are out of it and I said yeah of course I need a tow um, tow company came pulled it took it away and then the bill arrived and it was obvious the thing was totaled and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to be liable for all these fees. Well, what I didn't think of at the time, I'm in AAA and have been for mm-hmm. many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I called AAA and they said, we will honor the fees. Mm. So they paid all the fees, got it out of there. Well, that's great. And and dragged it from the 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 lot
5: mm-hmm.
1: to a wrecking yard. And, you know, they gave me whatever for it. Um, but the, the moral of this story is... Get AAA.
0: Well, AAA or on a motorcycle, AMA membership make gets you sure towing. There's you a lot of different have
1: things. have towing. And make sure, I mean, if, if...
0: Actually, no. AAA for motorcycles charges a premium for motorcycle towing. The, they but do, it's but
3: it's still, still a bargain. It's still cheaper than a $400 like, absolutely fee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I pay...
1: My AAA bill is... Ugh, I want to say 100 bucks a year. It's not expensive. It's like 118 for the premium motorcycle. And I tell you what, the first time you don't have to go to the DMV because the nice ladies at AAA
2: do it, it's worth worth the 50 bucks a year just for the DMV. If you're you're buying and selling a lot
3: privately, that's totally worth it to skip that three hour DMV line. Even if you're riding like a a brand new Honda, just get AAA because shit happens.
0: So um, they did have a lot of advice um, when you need to have a vehicle towed. First of all, Make sure that whoever, you know, that you're calling somebody, that if a tow truck shows up, make sure that you have, like Douglas said says, some sort of a contract, you know what the fees are going to be, you know right. where it's going, Um and you want to make sure that this is somebody who either the police contacted for you or that you contacted.
2: Yeah, just be so proactive versus reactive in the whole the, situation. The
0: concern here is you're in an ambulance.
1: Exactly, and you might not be thinking exactly hmm. straight. I mean, if you've just gotten off a motorbike wreck, especially where a car's run over your legs and you're in the back mm-hmm. of a meat wagon, you might not be thinking entirely straight. So
0: yeah, and that that's why, like, when we get the call, like Henry's crashed, it's like someone get down there and get the Which bike. Which one? I always, I always know, like, or <laughs> when Cat crashed, get we loaded up a truck, get oh, down yeah. there and get the bike. Oh yeah! Like we know to go get the bike.
4: One of the sad things we were getting Jake's truck out of impound. One of the times it was stolen by a crackhead, and and you can see like this is how people become homeless actually like if you're struggling to make ends meet and all of a sudden your car gets towed and impounded. Absolutely. I mean we were fortunate and hats off to San Francisco. Her truck was stolen so for the first three days if you get it within three days they waive all the fees on the fourth day it turns out to be about $575 and then right. goes up about 100 bucks from there But and it was not easy for us to get it out of there. We had to go to one spot that was difficult to find downtown then to the remote storage yard. So if you had um, like no way to get around or a language Barrier, you're you're fucked. So the system's definitely stacked. I mean, uh, against I,
1: well, I I got a car towed in San Francisco, <sighs> and um, San Francisco is a nightmare because there's legit parking, and you'll pay the meter. Mm-hmm. But if you don't look carefully, at four o'clock. The street becomes that extra yeah, lane it's like gets opened lane. up. It's, it yeah. becomes a commute lane, yeah. so you get a ticket, I know exactly. and, it, and those things get towed quickly. Yep. So basically, I got a car towed. Yeah, went out ten after four. My bloody but, car's gone, and so it ended up at the yard. And do you know, I had to pay four hundred ninety-three dollars to get it out of the yard. I was right.
3: gonna say, like, I was with Bex when she crashed her car, her old car, and on Highway Nine, and it was like five hundred and fifty dollars or something like that for a 24-hour tow
0: so does anybody like who is governing this that's what i want to know
3: Nobody. I, don't th- I think there's very little
1: regulation
0: it is a complete racket um i just just wanted to say look out Be for advised, yeah. you know look out for each other call a friend uh, if your right. bike if you go down make sure you call somebody to get your bike as soon as possible. Who has a pickup truck? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think that that's really that's where she's more the victim. Yeah, the accident happened. She got run over. She'll right. recover, but her bike has basically been stolen. It's from her. being
1: held hostage. Being right held hostage, now.
0: and with those fees, it really makes it non-viable.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true.
4: So maybe another another topic to talk about sometime. But when I was getting out, you know, the truck from San Francisco, a lot they were doing an auction. And there were a shitload of motorcycles down there. so that's something i'm to mm-hmm. I'm curious about is hmm, is it worth the time and right? basically just the time investment to go, you know, poach motorcycle auctions could
2: could Z go and check the auction on her bike and pick it up?
1: Well, if it's mm-hmm. worth no. I while, think no. um yeah. I think I had a talk with Z about a bike. And I think it was pretty co- comprehensively squashed. And I think the gas tank's ruptured and certainly the front subframe's bent. And she's kind of on the fence whether the mainframe might be bent. And I think she was done with it anyway. Um, she's, she's looking to get a smaller bike. Yeah. So She was saying XR200.
0: She has an XR200. Right, she's fixing up for her States, ride. So. Yeah, <laughs> I right? know. But she's looking for an XL250. Be um, better, with, with no budget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she's,
1: she's got a budget, but she, she hasn't got a massive budget. <laughs> um, I'd like to get her on a WR250 because they're such great little bikes. But, but they have a
0: higher value.
1: They've got, I think it's beyond her means right now. for mm-hmm. the Versus. Yeah. Versus with 50,000 miles. There you go. Mm. Get a Gladius, it'll be even cheaper.
0: I don't even think she has that much money. But um <laughs> I do know. When she gets back here, that we do have a room full of gear. Right. And maybe we can find some more suitable
1: gear for her. Yeah, we'll get a kitty down.
0: Um, Kelly, you got to go? Yes. Hey, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Thanks for having me. It's It's been great. It's It's been an absolute pleasure having you. I wish it was livelier, but like I say, it's the time of (laughs) year. Come back and see us again in the springtime.
3: Oh, I'll try summer. Uh, probably late
1: summer. That sounds I've been great. Trying all year to get down, and it just worked out to this is my summer vacation.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah,
4: you, you got to recognize he rode over the Siskiyou Mountains in December.
3: Oh, the, this catch badass. That's, yeah,
1: that's ballsy. Hey, awesome. we'll lend you a bike if you want.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I have more crash reports. Well, let's hold that. Oh, up.
0: because um, holding. Let's,
1: let's try and play a new game. Oh. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. What's the name of the game? Well,
0: I don't know. I, I know this is someone else's <laughs> game, but it's just, it fits so well. Hey, Kelly, thanks again. Thanks again for the pie, man. The pie. Hey, hey, thanks oh, for coming. I Good hope to you meet set you. a precedent. Safe travels. To anyone right. coming down right. here, bring pie. All right. And um,
4: just about
0: it. I thought, you know what? I thought it'd be fun to test Emma's knowledge. We're going to call this Stump the Chump. Only because I haven't come up with a better name. <laughs> I thought it was
4: Whack the Monk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, Emma, we've all written down some burning questions. Oh, very good. Okay. And um, this yeah. is this is just going to be random questions. But go ahead and reach in there and draw a question. let a question. And let's, see if, um, let's okay. see if you can answer it. Oh, this w-
1: is very tightly. Fo- I don't know whether I can unfold it. Here we go. Let's How
0: about work. burning answers to burning questions?
1: All right. Would you like oh, me to read okay. it for you? Wh- <laughs> What's the biggest ghost you've ever chased while repairing a motorcycle and how did you solve it? Oh, God. Um, I'll tell you one that gave me the most satisfaction. Um, And it was a weird one. It happened... um, Actually, I'm going to say two. Do we have time for two? And one involves a car. (laughs) Um, The one that involves a motorbike was... I had a CBR250 that came in the shop, and the kid who owned it was very frustrated. It was a newer bike, and every time he gave it the beans, it would fall on its face. But when he rode it normally, it rode perfectly, so I jumped on it and rode it. and To confirm, it rode absolutely perfectly, but then when you gave it the beans, it fell on its face. I thought, this is odd. This is quite a new bike. I mean, it was only about two or three years old, and it's quite a low-mileage bike. And I chased it down, chased it down, checked all the usual suspects. And then I had something of a revelation. And to cut a long story short, what had happened was... Wait. Yes. Anyone want to guess yet? There was pee in the airbox. <laughs> I had peed in the airbox and offered him $300. But it, funnily enough, it was airbox related. I was going to
3: say, was the airbox like, clogged up or something? What had happened was
1: the um, owner's handbook was in the... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. The owner's handbook was in the tail fairing. Oh. Now, modern bikes tend to have very much a downward slant. The current vogue of bikes is nose down, tail up. Wait a minute. So over the months and the years, because he'd bought this thing new, the owner's handbook had worked its way down the back fender (laughs) and the (laughs) front page... When you gave it the beans, the the cover flapped over the snorkel (laughs) for the airbox. But when you backed off, the cover (laughs) flopped back. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, my God. (laughs) God. (laughs) And I got so much satisfaction for fixing that because it was just so obscure. Um, But ghosts in motorcycles... God, there are so many. Yeah, Douglas knows
2: all about them. When Andy came on the first Vampires Rally, he broke down. We got to the campsite, Mm -hmm. and like four or five of us for an hour or so were looking over the bike. It turns out a piece of his duct tape fix had gone to the box,
1: (laughs) (laughs) And all it was was just removing the duct tape. (laughs) um, When I first came to the States, this is the other one. I love this story. It is so cool. Um, When I first came to the States, I worked at um, a facility that, fixed motorcycles, vintage motorcycles which I did Um, and they worked on classic cars as well and they had a lot of very exotic sports cars come in and a woman brought down a Maserati and it was one of the smaller Maseratis I can't remember whether it was one of the uh, um, Chrysler Maseratis or the real McCoy but it was quite a small car and she said this car runs perfectly but every time I go out in the evening it's got a brutal misfire so everyone drove this car, and it ran perfectly, made great power. It just ran like a top, and we'd keep giving it back. And she says, no, I, you know, I go out in the evening, and it runs like a three-legged horse. Mm, nobody could find this. And suddenly somebody had a revelation. They were ferreting around in the back seat, and they f- found her evening shoes. And, you know... She had similar taste in footwear to me, and you went out in very, very high heels. And this car had the CDI box down either side of the transmission tunnel. And the CDI box on most Italian cars has got a magnetic element to it. And when she wore her high heels, Inside a high heel, there's a metal spike in the heel that actually gives a very narrow heel some rigidity, and there's like a metal spine in it, so it keeps its shape when you're walking, and that was so close to the CDI box, there was just a very thin layer of carpet between it. It was actually affecting the magnetism in the CDI box and giving the car a brutal misfire, (laughs) and it was such an easy fix. Don't drive in high heels. Like well, that particular car. <laughs> it's like
2: standing up in a DRZ 400. Range. Yeah, right. exactly.
1: <laughs> so, you know, that that was a great ghost. And I, I, I kind of contributed to this because every single person in that facility was like, what the hell is wrong with this damn car? And it was just, you know, <laughs> mechanics... There's a lot of skill involved, but dear God, there's some luck as well. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a one off thing. So Let's
0: let's pull another one out, Douglas.
1: Okay, here we let's go. Let's
0: see, that was a good story. Okay,
1: here's another one. It's very <clears throat> tightly packed. What have we got here? Hmm, what have we got here? Where does the term desert sled come from? Ooh. What specific mods would a desert sled have and what bikes start with? Okay, a desert That's sled. That's a good question. Why is it called a sled? Um, marketing, baby. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Alliteration.
1: No, the desert sleds. Um, it goes back to the early 1960s. And in Southern California, Southern California was a huge market for motorbikes. Mm -hmm. To give you an idea, triumph, because it was all about the British bikes back then. Um, For every... In Husqvarna, too, maybe? No, it was long before Husqvarna came on the scene. It was called Bull
3: Taco back then.
1: Long before Bull Taco came on the scene. Um, For every one bike Triumph sold at home, it had sold five in California. That's how big the market was. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Southern California, everybody at the weekend would go out into the desert, and everybody did desert racing. Mm -hmm. And so... You've been out there yourself, Jim. I mean, you're doing this y- yourself. You go out into the desert, ran San Bernardino, and... I channel my Steve McQueen. Exactly. <laughs> I totally do. So a desert sled is basically, if you take a Triumph, and Triumph was always the favoured bike, not necessarily because it made so much power, but Triumphs are stone reliable. Compared with BSAs and Nortons, they really are pretty bulletproof bikes. Imagine a Triumph you take all the extraneous crap off it you take the fenders off you take um, a lot of the bodywork off just a real minimal bike you put knobby tires on it you got a desert sled and the term sled just comes from the weight because they they're heavy bikes it kind of it's part of hot rod culture back in the early days of hot rodding There was no such thing as Bondo, and the guys used to use lead. So you'd Mm -hmm. modify your car, and then in order to make the joints invisible, you'd melt lead into the joints and work the lead. And so all the old hot rods were called lead sleds. Ah. Because you'd take a car that maybe weighed 2,000 pounds. Well, by the time you'd done all your modifications to it, now it weighs 2,500 pounds because it's got that much lead in it. But it looked boss. And it would look buzz. And the manufacturers did it as well. I had a wonderful, wonderful car called a Jensen Interceptor for a Hmm. long time. And Jensen Interceptors, it's a British car. It's hand-built. And there are no panel lines on a Jensen Interceptor. The body looks like one big panel. Because what they did is they'd join the panel and then they'd fill the joint with lead and smooth over it. So this car probably had about 300 friggin pounds of lead in it and all the leading edge of the doors. I stripped all the paint off it to give it a reef paint because I didn't like the colour when I bought it. It was a kind of weird grey colour and I wanted to do it in a nice teal blue. So I got all the paint off it and the amount of lead on that car was amazing. Front edge of the door, the tail edge of the door, it got this giant glass tailgate in the back. All of that, the frame was lead and this was all from the factory. So... Lead sled, and so the bike term they they kind of kept that sled, they like the sled bit mm-hmm. because triumphs are heavy bikes. I mean, the triumph frame is tubular steel, and then around the headstock area, it's a big piece of casting. Mm. And what they used to do was the casting would have like a slug on it, and you'd slide over the um the tube, and then the apprentice would be throwing flux at it, and then the master brazer. would. Feed brass into it. And this is how you built the frames. They weighed a ton. So, hence the term sled. So, Mm. desert sled, you imagine a street bike, probably a Triumph, had all the extraneous shit stripped off it, still heavy, hence the term sled. You're going to take it out to San Bernardino and ride it in the desert. Mm. Desert sled.
4: Okay, cool. So, would you do any, like, suspension mods to it? Front, there front was, very li- there yeah. was
1: very little to be had back then. I mean, we've got it made in the Run shade. Run what's wrong kind of thing. Exactly. Most of these bikes didn't have a great deal of ground clearance, you know? Mm-hmm. Your ground clearance was from your tires. We have another one.
0: Oh, before you get into that... Jim, I don't think you've ever heard this story. You guys might find it interesting. My dad, when he was a teenager, lived in Saudi Arabia. And he took a car and he put two transmissions in it so he could have like a super low.
1: Wow. And they
0: would take an old hood from another car and tow it behind. And this is how he drive around the sand
1: in the it, desert. It sounds like that Vedder flying wing he tried yeah. to build. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Here's the next one. All right. And I'm not going to answer this, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Who was Schrader, and what was up with his valve? And the reason, <laughs> the reason I'm not going to answer this, this is going to be a subject of an MS history hole coming up very, very soon. Oh, really? Yes. Really. Um, but basically, Schrader um, is a German immigrant, and every single inner tube for a motorbike and car right now has got a Schrader valve in it. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's it's a worthy... Cornered sort of, the market. Exactly, cornered the market. Right, we'll save that one. So we're going to save that one. Okay. What are the advantages of funny front ends such as Bimotus Verus or James Parker's Omega. Omega frame. Yeah, you know, it's... We've kind of fallen into a default of telescopic front-ends right now, and telescopic front-ends, there's a lot of good things about them, but there's a lot of huge disadvantages with them. And the reason we've kind of fallen into them, it's the same reason we've kind of fallen into front-wheel-drive cars. It's not necessarily the best solution. Anybody who's driven a rear-wheel-drive car knows the driving dynamics of a rear-wheel-drive car, especially a powerful one, so superior to front-wheel-drive. But in terms of mass production, front-wheel-drive cars are reliable, they're easy. Um... And they're safe up to a certain point. And so it is with telescopic forks. They're easy to make. They're yes. cheap to make. You can modify them and make them do pretty much what you want. You can bolt on all kinds of farkles like anti-dive. And they can do what they want. However, there are very, in a lot of ways, superior alternatives to them. Um, BM, yeah. The most common one, of course, is a BMW, the right. the, uh, the levers and the telelever lever mm-hmm. front ends. It's
0: pretty cool when you see them. Uh, John Dalton's bike has that.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. It all boils down to the same thing, rigidity our bikes are becoming so much more rigid than they were i mean anybody who swung a leg over a mid-70s superbike will realize just how wobbly these things were i mean i rode a z1 the other day an original z1 from 73 and the frame might as well have been made out of play-doh It's genuinely terrifying bike Riding anything over 70 miles an hour you your life's in your hands Everything's getting better. Everything's getting more rigid. Tires are getting to the stage now where they grip so well that you can you can build a lot more rigidity into a bike. Something like BMW's Paralever. It's a very very rigid front end and it's got the advantage of it's got an anti-dive Feature built in without putting anti dive valving in the forks, so it's 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 complex, but it's not complex. It's complex in design, but its actual componentry is far less than a telescopic front end with some trick anti dive valving in it. Um, why don't race bikes have more trick front ends? That's a very very good question. Well, Bimota does. Bermuda and I've seen that. does. It's pretty cool. Um, but Bimota is not really a full race bike. Yeah. Um, you know, Ducati and a lot of the top race bikes, I mean, you know, it, it, it's really a toss-up between any of the, the Japanese manufacturers and bemota right now on the racetrack circuit, and they are pretty dedicated to telescopic front ends right now. Um, if bemota ever really started getting involved with racing again, I think we'd see a lot more interesting front ends. There was a... Um, an endurance racer back in the early 80s, which I remember very, very vividly, which I think had a Yamaha engine. And it was built by the uh, French gas company Elf. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the Elf racer was an amazing bit of kit. It really had no frame. It had um, engines suspended in the middle. And there was a front swing arm that came off the front of the engine and a rear swing arm that came off the rear of the engine. And then a very small monocoque above it, and all the bodywork that was suspended off that. And it was—I mean, it was just like wow. But back then, the technology wasn't there, and ultimately, it was quite a wobbly thing to ride. Now, I think it'd be a very, very interesting exercise. So, um, yeah. Cool. Do we have any more? We have one more. One more. Let's do it. Oh, CC for a Bimota KB2 1982. Um, (laughs) What? Explain that. That's an easy one. Well, in order to understand Bimotas, you have to understand uh, how the designation works. So KB Hmm. means it's Kawasaki-based. Okay. SB means it's Suzuki-based. And the KB1 was a 900. The KB2 was a 1000. Mm. So there you go, um, wonderful bikes.
0: So, do we have two questions that both brought up but Bimotas, up Bimotas yeah. which is well, you know, a bike what? that no one ever
1: talks about? That's like a Halo well, bike, though. They should. I mean, the the overriding thing. Listen, I could bring a Bimota down here next week, and I guarantee you, you would all be just so tickled about how beautifully it's made. Yeah, it's not just about mm-hmm. the design; it's an absolute masterpiece in how it's actually screwed together Um, it's a wonderful thing, there really are. So
0: I have to share with you my Bomoda first Bomoda spotting story when I was a teenager I went into a motorcycle shop because I used to just love to go look at them and I saw this exotic looking bike, I've never seen one like it before, this would have been in the mid 80's -hmm. and I just went in there I was just staring at it and one of the salesmen came over and said hey kid get away from that thing (laughs)
1: <laughs> and from that
0: day, I'm like, what Whoa. is it? Like, yes, yeah, no one had ever told me to get away Shoot from something, shooed me away, and it was a Bimota. And ever since then, I always kind of held this like place, like, oh, it's a Bemoda, don't I touch
1: it. Oh, they yeah. are, they are yeah. absolutely gorgeous, and they're well thought out. I mean, Bemoda really pioneered the bolt together frame. If you want to take the engine out of a Bemoda, you dismantle the frame. And the engine just drops out. It's fantastic. Wow. So far ahead of its time. So um, I wanted to talk about
0: crashes of lore. But you know yes. what? Hmm. I, think, I think I'd rather get to our emails because we do have a lot of emails. Okay. But I do want to share just one because this is one that happened recently. And there's kind of a PSA attached to this. Okay. Uh, for those who haven't heard, there was a woman recently killed on I-95 in Florida. And here's the thing. She uh, met someone online and um, arranged to go out on a date with him and his friends. And he and his friends showed up on motorcycles, picked her up, went out on a date. And then she was later found dead on the freeway, had been run over by nine cars. And it appears that she fell off. I don't know if the bike crashed or something happened, but she fell off. And he fled the scene. Oh,
1: my God. God.
0: And so now there's this whole, like, the lawsuit. The family is going to sue the dude. And, like, I I don't even know if he's come forward yet. So my PSA is, if the bitch falls off, please stay with them. Don't leave somebody behind.
3: Is that the new Misfits t-shirt? Yeah
0: no really like i'm i'm kind of appalled that a a biker because when I mean, we consider ourselves a, a,
4: yeah, you should have to explain that to a, someone. That's a, you know just a tight-knit people. community
0: right 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 <clears throat> we are all alike in some way we have this thing in common our love for yeah bikes. but we're
1: always gonna you you're always gonna have bikers we're bikers and people who just ride bikes you're always gonna have that um but, dear God. This happened last week? Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's, that's just... Condolences to the family.
0: Yeah. Um, just, yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone would do that. At least somebody behind.
1: Doug, I'm going to get you to write, read your email first. And the reason being, read it in full... Because there is a crash report in the middle. All right, get a pillow ready.
2: Is that your alarm clock?
1: (laughs) It's not. It's one page, darling. All right, this is from uh, Benjamin,
2: uh, titled "New Writer in New Zealand."
0: Oh, this is a good one. Hi, Benjamin. Hey, Benjamin. Hey, Benjamin.
2: Kia or misfits. Hopefully, I pronounce that right. Uh, I came across you folks through the Motorcycle Man podcast a couple months ago. Who? The <laughs> Motorcycle <laughs> Man podcast. Who? That's still going. Yeah. Since then, I, I have sorry. been listening to your back episodes, starting from the beginning. And huh. I'm now at episode 262. Wow. It helps my days hunched over the welding bench pass by. Around three months ago, my wife and I were having a discussion in which she was laying out the law with regard to me getting another car, which is to say I could not have one. She then said, you could get a bike, though. What? Uh, <laughs> at first it's time, I was good. thinking, yeah, but then I got to thinking a bit more about it. Some background is necessary at this point. I love bikes. I always always, always I always have loved bikes. Being from New Zealand and of a certain age, I was absolutely assessed with the Britain. I grew mm-hmm. up in Invercargill, in yep, Invercargill, Burt Monroe's hometown, and I used mm. to go into Hayes Hardware and stare at his Indian Scout. When I was 17, I was getting ready to sit my learner's license, get sit, uh, when the incident happened. In 1997, my dad was commuting from, oh jeez, Fanganui, Fanganui uh, to Palmertson, north every morning, around 100 kilometers, 62 miles each way every day. He had just got uh, a brand new Suzuki GSX-600 Katana. One morning, we got a phone call. I answered and was surprised to hear it was him. He seemed calm and cheerful, though, and I asked to speak with my mom. I watched her shatter. She'd had an ac- or he'd had an accident, and we were hurried into the car and driven to at some place out of w- Warren Gate Road, a back road he liked to take on the way to work. There was a way station for trucks on Warren Gate Road, Dad had come around a corner doing about 80 kilometers, 50 miles an hour. He saw a truck, uh, semi, not pickup, uh, waiting to pull across the road into the weigh station. The truck continued to wait for a bit, so Dad got back on the gas, and that's when the truck pulled across the road, straight in front of Dad. He hit the side of the truck at fair speed. Ooh! Yeah. He'd managed to get off, get up off the road and limp off to the side. He managed to call home and sound calm. He was not okay he ended up in critical care for a Mm -hmm. month or so internal bleeding multiple broken bones including a shattered pelvis i rode back into town with him on the ambulance my dad almost died i still loved bikes but i shut the door on that area that was 20 years ago three months ago my wife said but you can get a bike and i got to thinking then really thinking then obsessing I had had my own little health scare a couple months ago. I woke up blind one morning. Long story sorted what? now though, probably. <laughs> Which convinced me to stop putting things off for fears. My own or my parents. After all, I'm thirty-seven GD years old, I'll do as I please. Some diplomacy may be in order though.
1: Yeah, you're all grown up now, Ben, but yes, good point. I talked to my mum.
2: She was nervous, but okay with it. I talked to dad and he was actually pretty psyched about it. <laughs> about a week and a half ago, I did a training course and got my learner's license. Today, I bought a 2017 RC390. Ooh, nice bike! More to come on that next time I write in, but suffice to say, it was a pretty awesome deal with a surprise twist. I just wanted to say thank you all so much. I've been listening to five to eight episodes of the show every day for the last couple of months. <laughs> hey, don't binge, man. It runs out eventually. <laughs> You all have managed to put something really special together, which was been invaluable, which has been invaluable to me as I whiled away the days at work. Uh, I've learned a bunch, laughed my arse off, and almost been caught by my boss laughing when I should be <laughs> taking up aluminum sub assemblies or whatever the hell it was I was supposed to be doing. When one of the misfits threw out something that split my sides. Uh, I'll be in touch again soon as my riding progresses. Right now, I've got about six kilometers on the clock, so it's early days yet. All the best and big love from Otoria. Uh, oh, yeah, o- Otoria. Otoria. Pardon my pronunciation. I don't know New Zealand. Hey,
1: great email, Ben. Cool. Thanks, mate, and stay safe out there. That's heavy, man.
0: You guys, I have a really good one, too. <laughs>
1: I love that And email. this one is
0: not long, <laughs> <laughs> which is even better. And this is from. Big Ben says... uh, (laughs)
4: They don't call him that because of his watch. (laughs) (laughs) He says, hello,
0: misfits. Hello, Ben. First, I really enjoy the podcast and always look forward to Mondays only for the (laughs) podcast. I just picked up a 2006 Suzuki GS500F with 11,000 miles. Nice. Suzuki. Okay. He got it for his 17-year-old son. Right. Ah. My question is, any known problems that one should know about? It seems to be a good little bike, and I stole it for $1,300 with a clean title. Oh, that is He is place. on his way to riding school and to the shop for gear. Thank you for the effort and the great podcast, Even You Knock. Cool. P.S., <laughs> P- P. His mom is pissed. Right on. <laughs> yeah,
4: I need you doing something right. Uh, first and
2: here things, he
1: is on it. Oh,
2: that's great. First things first, check the valves. It's got 11,000. Who knows when the last time it was done? Where's right. Micah? Get it out of the way.
1: Um, so the 2006, it, that's an interesting bike because um, it's a Spaniard. And the the Spanish GS500s suffer from different problems than the... Um, uh, Japanese GS500s. They like to lounge around in the afternoons. Exactly. <laughs>
0: they, they they take siestas. But w- That's a good looking bike. It is
1: a great is. looking bike. Um, the Japanese um, GS500s, like any Suzuki, it's got a pretty woeful charging system on it, so always check the charging system and always, always, always put a decent battery in it. If you want to fry the charging system on Suzuki, get a Um, an autozone battery or some cheap ass battery and put it in there and you will fry that charging system the irony is the Spaniards had a more robust charging system but the carburetors are a bit bit core blimey on them Um, so just keep the fuel clean do we know where Ben is? Um, no So, um, my advice with that GS500, if it's running great right now, it's running great. If you lay it up for the winter, drain the carbs, drain the gas tank, because the carburetors on them are just so damn finicky. And there are a ton of vacuum lines on it. Um, But otherwise, great little bike. And as Doug says, check the valves. Easy to check. You know? Is those tap it shim 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 over bucket? But it's it's over the bucket. Yeah, you get the little crescent tool, and you Mm -hmm. can you can do the valve clearances in like an hour on them. Um, But yeah, great little mic, and I love the idea that Mum's pissed off as
0: well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who else has got an email?
1: oh we're shit
0: just, we're just getting done jim no. i guess
4: i have one jim, thank you all right thank you from jane davis hey
1: jane hey jane, hey,
4: jane. jane. you guys oh i remember. know jane oh. she's got a
1: little duck. she's oh. got a little dachshund
4: imagine okay so hey misfits <laughs> my name is jane i've been a dedicated listener for only a short bit but i've been catching up backlogging episodes and wait i've been catching up and backlogging episodes, trying to catch up. Monday mornings are made great knowing I get to listen to all of you on my commute. I wanted to reach out and say thank you. Uh, though you don't know it, you've been hugely influ- influential in my love of writing. I've always, uh-huh. I have, I've always and have lo- wait, I've always loved motorcycles. But like many, my family wasn't so keen on it. Hopefully, your mom was pissed. <laughs> this year, I said, "Fuck it, fuck it." And decided to learn to ride. About a month ago, I completed my safety training course. Well done. And over the summer, Scott was actually one of my classroom instructors. Oh, right. There you go. And in preparation for that, I started diving into some fun resources in August, which is how I found y'all. I used to keep up with four or five podcasts. Now I listen to the most recent episodes you come out with, then just keep listening to the old
0: ones. (laughs) Wow. All
4: right. Uh, It led me to visiting the garage in October of this year. Mm -hmm. I was joyfully greeted by Miss Emma. And Thank I strolled you. up with my girlfriend and Dotson and Minnie. Oh miss, right. Miss Simmons showed me around and chatted with us for a bit. I ended up snagging a helmet from the gear. Yep. Uh, and through Worwer, Women's Rider Women world, Riders World Relay. What is that anyway?
0: Women Riders World Reading. It's, it?
1: it's nothing for you, Jim. Okay. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what is no. it? Anyway, is that a thing? No, it's a thing. <laughs>
4: is that a thing? It's okay.
1: Women riders. You're a boy, dog. What's it about? It's about women I'm just kidding riders. because
4: I hear about this incessantly from Liza. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, I, uh, let's see. I've met some amazing folks in the community and snagged some more gear uh, out of it. So this weekend I bought my first bike. I, hey, felt well as though, uh, I felt as though each one I was looking at kept getting sold from under me. So I finally jumped in hmm. and committed and got a used 17 Honda Rebel 300. Great. Well done.
0: I think that they're kind of cool looking. They are, kind they are. Of cool They are, looking. are cool looking. Yeah. And
1: they're, they're modern, v- they run. They're a very clever bike, because you know what? If you're five foot two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it fits you. If you're six foot three, it fits you. Mm-hmm. In, in your pocket. Very, it's very smartly <laughs> designed.
4: Uh, so let's see. Uh, she got it from someone who didn't want it. Anyway, oh, it was the last thing she had left to sell in a breakup. Uh, rode it back from Oakland to San Francisco. Mm. It felt fucking amazing. Well done. So, at the root of everything I learned thus far about motorcycle riding is the Recycle Garage and their brand of misfits. Uh, so I just want to say thank you. I can't wait oh. to beef up my skills and visit uh, you all on my bike. Can you believe I'm already scouting out what bike I want next?
1: <laughs> yes. well, well, done. Well, yeah. well, what and a surprise!
4: Plus one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I'm sure, uh, actually, I'm sure you can. So, anyway, extra special thanks to Miss Emma. Who made me feel so welcome
0: oh, thank to you this darling.
1: amazing
4: community?
0: You must have had some Jean. gin that day.
1: I it, generally, you know, my behavior is no gin with gin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's a picture of her and her bike.
0: Yay! Hey, hey,
1: cool. cool. oh, nice. nice. That's a great looking
3: bike. Classic, good looking bikes. Classic right.
0: black. Henry, what you got there?
3: I think I want a DXR KLR KK X whatever the fuck you want to say. Okay, by Matthew B. Hey, Matthew B. Hey, all you knuckleheads. Thank you <laughs> for making me laugh and get get such a kick out of us and our bikes. I'm coming to you all f- as a source for insight and brilliance, even knock. I'm ra- I've ridden street bikes for a lot of years. Yes. Within the last couple of years, I've started wanting to play with dirt bikes. Yes. Even most recently, I've had a KLX 450R that was orny as hell. The horny? The horny? Orny? Orny. Oh. With an no, It got sold Orkney? last. Hmm? What? Ornery? Anyway.
1: No, KLX's, Ornery. K- you, KLXs make me horny. You're talking to it's me? It's the vibrations you know, darling.
3: So basically, don't stop, don't. this guy lives in Utah, and he's looking at an XR650R. <laughs> yes. He is 6'3", <laughs> and weighs Perfect. 230 pounds. Let's see. Well, One you're
1: of, the ex- you're the expert there, Doug.
3: Let's see. He wants a biking ride a couple hundred miles street to Moab, and then ride the trails for the weekend. Yada, yada, yada. He's looking trying to find things for about two to four, or he's looking for XRs in about two to four, and he would appreciate our thoughts and insights into these bikes. And, yeah, tell he tells us to keep up, keep up the great work. So thank you, Matt.
2: Matt, that's a wonderful idea. Uh, that bike is perfect for your size. It's going to have plenty of power to tug you around. Uh, as far as your commute, what you want to do is uh, keep an extra set of chain and two sprockets. Now, when you're riding the trails, you want to get a larger sprocket in the rear maybe a smaller one in the front um, Mm -hmm. but keep those chains matched to those sprockets uh, for your for your commute you know go smaller in the front bigger in the rear and um, right now I believe I have a 1546 I think and I can cruise at 70 not in not not indicated but actual 70 right and it's it's just about the most I'd want to cruise at. And the RPM's right around 5 to 5,100. And it sucks for doing that for a few hours at a time, but if that's what you want to do, you know you can even go smaller on the rear sprocket. Um, so that's that's what I do. And it's been working out fine. I also could switch out the Supermoto 17s for that. Uh, when I did my road trip earlier a few months ago, I actually had the, the knobbies on there, uh, 1921s. And it worked out fine. I wouldn't want to do that all the time. Not great for, you know, doing... Four or five, six hundred miles in a in a weekend or so, but uh, uh, that's a great bike for that. It's all about the gearing.
1: And you know, it's it's fair to say that uh, Matthew is he's six something, isn't he? Six three and two hundred and thirty pounds. You see, there you go. You see, the XR six hundred and fifty R compared to the XR six hundred and fifty. L. The R is a kickstart only bike. So you need a little mm-hmm. bit of momentum to actually do it. So if you're a larger guy, now Kat defies <laughs> us sure. all by weighing nothing and jumping up and down on the kickstart of that That, that her bike, bike is
3: not hard to start.
1: It's not hard to start, but it's worth mentioning that... It is a kickstart only yeah. bike, as
3: long as the valves are in sync, as right? As, well, yeah.
2: And you're looking at 500 mile intervals, and it yeah. takes about an hour to do the valves. Yeah, right, but I, I think
4: there's something to be said about an e-start because mm-hmm. kicking a bike sucks. I just think Doug, We well, last time me and Doug dirt biked. You were in the poison oak trying to kickstart that fucking thing after it flooded, and I'm all you pull up and I'm all push the button, vroom, and you're all fuck uh-huh. you, dude. Oh, well, yeah. you know there
1: are easier kickstarting bikes fucking blows. Street
2: cred, yeah, but <laughs> trail cred, man.
1: You know there are easier and harder bikes to kickstart and DR350s were notoriously hard starting bikes mm-hmm. um, and Suzuki recognised this and put an e-start on it and the bike really went from being like a cult favourite mm-hmm. to great seller yeah. just by putting an e-start on it yeah. and it's the like- e-start didn't add that much weight yeah. but there's something there's something very culty and fetishy about the XR650R they're great bikes yeah,
0: yeah I just went on one.
2: You,
1: you, can't, you can't even compare it to the L. They're just totally... No, they're different. different well, just because
2: the R they have
3: the XR650 in there, that's about the only thing they have in common. The R is right. water-cooled, and the L is air-cooled, right? Yeah, the L yeah. the L is basically... I mean, it's a dinosaur.
1: It's unchanged. It's like... It's the KLR. That's the, kind of one of the best things it's got going for it. Right. Is that they haven't changed. Well, they, all three of them, the, the KLR650, the DR650, and the XR 650L are virtually unchanged in 30 years. So what do you think the
4: big benefits from the the Honda over the Suzuki 650s are? You know the DR 650
1: versus the
4: XR. You see that's my What what are the, what are, the, what are, the, what are the, what's the big differences between the two besides the price?
2: I They're mean, both if, heavy turds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> they are the, they are big heavy bikes. I like um, <sighs> I think the Suzuki might be a little more durable than the Honda. Hmm. I've been seeing, certainly on California fuel, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a couple of top end problems on XR650Ls, um, but you know they all ride pretty much the same. It's a big single cylinder bike. Yeah. Um, I just, I just like those DR650s. I think they're so handsome. If a bike's that l- good looking. I forgive it an awful lot. I suppose it
2: really depends on what you want to do with it. I would say the L is probably more uh, terrain capable. Uh, It'll give you a wider variety of terrain to ride on.
1: Yeah.
0: So I've got an email here, um, and this is from our friend Rowdy Reimer. Hey, Rowdy. Rowdy. And um, actually, I thought it would be best for him to tell us (gasps) this story. Is Rowdy with us? Rowdy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Hello, Rowdy, darling. Hi. We're sharing emails, and I wanted to share your email since uh, it's such a fascinating story. Tell us uh, how that went. So you won one of the Twisted Road, the free days from one of our drawings. How did it go?
6: Went really well, despite um, uh, something I'll get towards the end. But, um, (laughs) you know, a couple weeks ago, um, I decided I'd go ahead and use that um, free day. And I looked online, uh, looked on Twisted Road to see um, uh, what bikes were in my area. Um, Originally, I um, chose a Victory Octane, and, you know, those are pretty cool bikes, and I thought about uh, actually buying one at one point. And... Um, never heard back from the uh, or I, I guess the owner didn't confirm the rental. I'm, I'm not sure what the, the issue was. Um but, you know, that's that's owner's private of and I you know, they might have simply not responded. But um Austin got um, contacted me and, and said, you know, we we hadn't got a confirmation from him yet and he said uh you know, give me your top three and and he said uh, that he would um you know make sure that I get confirmed one of them. and so I um, found three other bikes: um, an Indian Chieftain, mm. some Harley, and this uh, SV650 that I ended up mm. uh, getting confirmation for.
0: That's an so interesting, that, interesting range yeah. of bikes.
1: Yeah, you're right across the board there, Rowdy.
6: <laughs> well, I mainly wanted to try something new. I've got, um, yeah, you know, I've got an old Sportster and an old Buell, mm. and mm. you know, way back when I had an old CB500 there's a, one of the local co-op riders here was renting out um, a standard moto. They were renting out a, um, a, a Yamaha Bolt. Um, and I thought about that and like, well, you know, I, I've, I've test ridden one of those before. And and I kind of ridden something kind of sort of like an SV650 when the Amex Expo was down. I mm. uh, did a little ride on a, well, it was a V-Strom 1000, so kind of closer in the neighborhood of bikes um, as the SV650, but it seemed like a, you know, I, I'd never been an SV650 before, and I heard good things about bikes, and like, well, you know, that, it might be, I, I think in the long run, it's best that I wound up with that SV650 anyway, it was, uh, uh, yeah, it ended up being a really good experience. Um,
0: so you liked so, it, okay. <sighs>
6: So um, I, I noticed that I'd set up the uh, pickup time at 7 and I started thinking about the traffic in Orlando. I rarely go downtown, so I'm not sure how I, I'd get off work at usually around 6. I'm like, nah, I better call this guy and make sure I can pick up at eight, 8 instead. And so we worked that out. And um, so a um, couple Fridays ago, um, met up with a guy. Um, he uh, went over the bike. Um, uh, you know, describe the controls. Um, um, show me some minor blemishes, um, and I, I guess the idea with Twisted Road we were supposed to both um, take photos of the blemishes and upload them. But I was having communication—I uh, was having bad reception issues for whatever reason. But but uh, he was able to take pictures of where the dents and things were and upload those. And and uh, I figured I'd take a backroom back road home, just, uh, uh, mostly the bike on home and, and, and make sure I got plenty used to it. And it it was, uh, I I just felt instantly comfortable on this bike and I just took the interstate home. Um, it was a very easy ride to uh, bike to ride. Um, the following morning, I, uh, uh, rode a few different places in the area. I, uh, rode from, I guess, just before setup up, so um, uh, about one thirty ish and the bike didn't give me any problem whatsoever. Um, I had plenty of power. Um, you know, like I said, it's a very easy bike to ride. Um, and then uh, towards uh, later on in the afternoon, uh, you know, I, I rested up a little bit, did some chores my wife wanted me to do, and a couple hours before drop-off time, I'm like, oh, you know, I think, Maybe it'd be a good time to ride around a little bit more before I have to turn the bike back in. And, and um, so, right where my house is at, it's at this intersection where uh, there's a pretty busy road, and I, mean, I, um, I pulled up to the intersection, waited for my turn to go, and as and soon as I started to take off, um, it felt like the bike was yanked out from underneath me, and. And I guess the back wheel was um, there's some dirt and loose gravel like clucks over there, and and, uh, and so that took off. You know, I guess that uh, I could hear the gravel or dirt or whatever. Um, I, I could hear it's the back wheel. is when I'm on somebody else's bike. and,
0: and Oh, that uh, sucks.
6: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it's weird. I landed, the way I landed, uh, it landed on my left arm and, and, it, and my right, right where it was up against my ribs. And for whatever reason, my right arm didn't hurt a bit, but my ribs, uh, they, they're still a little sore now. But, uh, so I, I picked the bike up, and uh, this guy pulled over and asked if I was okay, and I told him I was okay, and, and I decided instead of doing a lot of riding around, um, you know, it gets – it starts getting dark around 6 o'clock or so around here, uh, this time of year, so I figured <laughs> –
0: I better just get the bike back to uh, the owner so he has enough daylight to look it over himself. And this is what Uh, I think a lot of people's fears are, renting their bike on Twisted Road and having somebody crash it. And I'd like to point out, though, you were riding it carefully. You were not flogging this at all. You seem to be very respectful that it is someone else's bike. Right,
6: right. Um, Yeah, I, I... You know, I... Definitely was not um, uh, taking a lot of chances with the bike. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to see how fast it would go, how fast I could accelerate it. I definitely wasn't doing any wheelings wheelies on this bike. I was uh, being very mindful that you know this isn't my bike. I need to be careful with it and not reckless. And,
0: so, so this is this is what yeah. everyone's afraid of. So, how did the owner respond, and how was it all handled?
6: Well, I showed up there and I called him and he, he went to go check out his bike. And, um, you know, I, I kind of would have been surprised if he was really upset. He, he seemed you know, a little shocked that it happened, but he, he wasn't freaking out about it. And, and, you know, he was, uh, very understanding that it was an accident. And, uh, we looked at the damages. Um, uh, he called Austin and, um, we, we discussed, um, how we would handle it and um you know it seems like you know if, if you can work it out you know we'll just take it out of the the, the credit card hold for the rental and and you know we uh uh worked out a price that we thought that we both thought was fair and um uh, uh, the, the owner was very reasonable reasonable about it and you know i guess he you know if he had been a jerk about it you know, he, he probably could have uh, asked for a lot more money, and I probably would have had to spend a lot more money um, out of the credit card hold for damages, but but he, he was very reasonable about it, and, and you know, I, I, I think I was pretty reasonable myself in, in the negotiations, and, yeah, it, it, it worked out. I, I, felt, I, I felt really bad that I dropped this guy's bike, and... Um, I mentioned in the email, you know, I think this was his first rental. <laughs> I mean, oh he man! The bike kind of experience he had with Twisted Road, and and you know he said he had just listed the bike and and so yeah, I I, I I was really hoping, you know, I didn't ruin um uh running through Twisted Road for this guy. I hope he's he's continuing to uh to use Twisted Road.
0: So and let's find out so you thought it was handled well he seemed to be cool um seems like maybe he's still gonna list his bike and would you list a bike uh yourself on there yeah I, I think
6: one of these days um I, I don't have anything currently that I would list uh, just because um the bikes I have are, are um they're they're old and they've got the kind of quirks you'd expect from a 20 and 30 year old bike um in fact, this afternoon, I was, you know, having to replace the, the friction discs in my old sports gear, you know, and <laughs> the, the, the pork seals are blown on my on my jule, and,
0: you know, there's... Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <the whole night. laughs> maybe not. So, um, I wanted to but, thank you for sharing... Okay the story and that um you know your time renting with twisted road even though you did you know, have an accident i i hope you're okay and that everything seemed to be handled amicably and maybe it shows that this can work knowing that things might happen but you were wearing your gear oh. so you weren't too messed up and the bike had sliders which really saved it so
6: yeah yeah that helps quite a bit there you go uh, I think what it ended up paying a lot more in damages at the end installed those frame sliders
0: nice well cool I'm glad you're okay thanks for sharing the story um, and I hope at least the experience you know of trying out a bike on Twisted Road turned out to be positive sounds like you got to try an SV650 which is a pretty cool bike yeah and you know I would definitely recommend
6: Twisted Road to anybody thinking about renting their bike out or, or wanting to rent a bike
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Rowdy, for sharing the story and for emailing it in to us.
5: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Liza.
1: No problem.
0: All right, everyone say bye to Rowdy. Later, Rowdy. Bye. Bye, Rowdy. Thanks again.
1: Thank you for being a loyal listener, mate.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Well, there you go. That's cool. That's like worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. but everybody was cool and worked it out.
1: Well, you know austin's a smart cat i mean he's mm-hmm. thought about these scenarios he's put things in place um yeah it 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 it's nice to hear that it worked out but it doesn't surprise me
0: i like though that he had sliders and it makes me think more and more about having <laughs> mean, yeah, right? sliders on, your rental? on my bikes exactly well you know
3: how about crash bars yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I got crash you got bars. Those, yeah. I, as but someone who
1: spends a lot of her working week repairing crashed motorcycles, <laughs> there's definitely two categories there's bikes that have frame sliders that come in on the wrecking truck, <laughs> and there's bikes that don't have frame sliders, and there is a difference.
3: Are you know, the people you. on crutches, too, when they come in? Well, I don't see them. Uh, that's, yeah, no, that's, no.
1: That's, that's the hospital's job. But, you know, it's, it's, we, we usually see them about a month afterwards. So do people just
2: unexpectedly drop off bikes there on tow truck, or is it all set up beforehand?
1: No. Um, when a bike gets wrecked, a tow truck will show up with this pile of a and you're like oh here's another one <laughs> oh hello. so well do you, have, do
4: you have to decide whether or not to accept it how do you because you don't want a piece of shit laying around right so how no do you, we
1: accept everything do you really yeah we i mean it, it, it's it's uh, a racket i tell you do buy it for 200 bucks <laughs> oh. she just starts pissing in all the air boxes yeah <laughs> no spray
2: it like a skunk
4: uh,
1: uh, <laughs> generally a crash bike um the insurance company will say hey listen there's something heading over your way and we might we might only get half an hour's notice or the bike may arrive first and then we get the phone call from geico is oh did you get the r6 yeah what color is it it's gray oh yeah we got that thing is that what color it is yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's oh is that what color it was you know um thankfully it's it's quite rare but i mean yeah we've had bikes come down in pieces in literally I have <laughs> in three mm. major pieces of like the front ends over there and the rest oh, of the bikes shit. over there and it's just destroyed
4: so what i'm curious now i'm kind of off on the mm. tangent but what if someone abandons it at that point they're like i don't want it i'm not coming to get it have you seen in our workshop yeah i have yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay
1: yeah <laughs> the sense. middle part of our workshop i mean it's a lean yeah and, it's lean sail
0: yeah
1: you know um so there you go.
0: So cool. So, and I wanted to give a big thanks to our friend Austin at Twisted Road for for giving us these free rentals. And so people like Rowdy can try out a completely different bike and have it a good experience. And he helped him do work you, that out. Do you mm-hmm. know what
1: I like the most about Austin? And it's not his beard. His um, goozy
0: That he, he likes to be the little spoon?
1: Got it, Henry. He hmm. rides a oh. goozy. He's got <laughs> a, a handsome... Oh, my God. He's got the most handsome V7.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of him, we're going to see him. Some of us are going to see him in February. Tra-la-la, oh. because... He's going to be at the One Show.
4: We're doing that again?
0: We're doing that again.
4: They let us back? All right.
0: February 8th, 9th, and 10th. Cool. I told them there's a shitload of misfits coming. You better get a bigger table to store all our backpacks <laughs>
4: under. Yeah. And some hot drinks.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I'm looking yeah, forward
4: tenured, to that. 10-year uh, anniversary for the One Moto Show. Yes.
0: And it's it's going to be good. It should be a good time. And you know,
1: it's... it's it kind of resonated with me with the ten-year anniversary, and I'm going. And I'll put up. that out on air, so I'm partner. not. I'm not going to crap out on this and one. I'm considering gonna
4: my be there. my performance on the mini bike today, I think I'm ready for the mini bike races. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. This is going to be good.
1: This
0: is going to be good.
4: Take out some play um,
0: And I wanted to give a thanks to Jeff from Wisco. Thanks, who Jeff. sent hey, us Jeff. a box of some gear for the gear room. There's some boots, uh, some nice winter gloves. Is that what I saw in the kitchen? Yeah. Little oh, no kid, that was like a good little haul.
1: And a yeah, helmet in there. Yeah, there's a showy helmet in there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Yes, we will find homes for it all. So might as well just keep going and saying thanks to all of our Patreon
1: subscribers. You guys mm-hmm. are the bestest.
0: And all of our listeners.
1: You all guys, of them. You guys are the bestest.
2: Without, Without whom. whom we would probably still be doing this. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, no, I mean, left. It's yeah. going to get to the stage where oh. we're going to alienate us all the listeners if we continue crashing so we'll end up with one listener <laughs> and we'll just <laughs> <"L-l-l-l-l-l,"> you know <laughs> yakking on about any old crap just to one person out there in podcast land
0: well not if we get um gear that fits and frame sliders i think we'll be okay those are two
1: good recommendations
0: yeah exactly. Especially with this Motley just crew. Get
1: a, so here's a, motto, a so. misfits top put oh it on here there. it is okay Proper gear and frame sliders. You already said it, Liza. It's a top tip. There you go.
0: I know. I, I it definitely has me thinking of my gear and my bikes and what I can do better.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean I'm still here because of my gear. Yeah.
0: But it's not just having the gear, it's it's really taking a look at the gear and making sure that it fits right.
1: It's the it it's yeah. The gears only half the thing. A helmet is completely useless if you buy the wrong size. Do we have time so I can just tell somebody how to tell if their helmet fits? Go ahead. Okay, so there's two tests for a helmet. Put your helmet on. If it's a full-face helmet, grab the chin bar and rock it from side to side. If it's more than, like, ten degrees, with your head staying still, your helmet's too big. Do up the chin strap. Do it up nice and tight. Reach around the back of your head. Grab the back of the helmet and try and pull it off forwards. If it pulls off forwards, it's too big.
0: See, I have a different test. If it's free, it fits just right.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. And conversely, <laughs> if the helmet's too tight and it pinches you, all you're going to be thinking about as you're riding down the road is how uncomfortable your helmet yeah. is, and you're not
4: concentrating on the road ahead. It's amazing the variety, because I'm not really looking for a new helmet, but kind of. We were in Cycle Gear getting mm-hmm. stuff from Eliza and and I tried on like... As many helmets as I possibly could in here. They're all
1: different. It's amazing how different they are. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's and, and money called,
4: doesn't mean comfort. You know what I mean?
1: You know the joke amongst you know bikers: Have you got a showy shaped head or an awry shaped yeah. head? Yeah. um They're all so different. Get a helmet that fits you properly. Get a helmet that fits you right. They're all safe. A more expensive helmet doesn't necessarily protect you more than a cheaper helmet, but what it'll give you is a longer life. If you buy an HJC, it's going to protect you, but you really want to consider replacing it every couple of years, because the polycarbonate's going to deteriorate, whereas a fiberglass helmet like an Arai Mm. or a Shoei really can be a lifetime helmet. But don't forget, if you drop your bike and your helmet goes down, it's done. Right, You've got to chuck it away no matter how much it costs.
0: Well, there you go. I think there's been a chock load of good info in this show. We were
1: chock-a-block, right? winging it, Winging it on
4: a rainy day.
0: Winging it on a rainy day. Yeah, exactly. It
4: does rain sometimes.
0: Well, we. I guess we have to wait for it to stop raining and do more stupid stuff on our mini bikes, Jim. Yeah, we've um, got to test
3: those out on the can, chariot race. I was again. doing yeah.
5: some, some
1: stupid, stuff no, do um, stupid stuff in the rain No,
3: we do better stupid stuff in the rain.
1: So um, the video of Jim Wadding. Is, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's on
0: the Recycle page. It, it's, it's on the
1: Recycle page. Yeah. It's on Instagram and our Facebook page. <laughs> I don't know about Instagram, but yeah. It's not as nearly as exciting as it sounds. Can
0: we post videos as reviews on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> First things first, shave
1: down the uh, kickstand. Yeah. Well, yeah. according we too, to you, according to you, Jim, that video is worth it just for my reaction <laughs> to you. Oh, crashing like, how would you grab the... your
4: head? Like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> there was genuine concern in I know, voice, I,
1: I was genuinely concerned for your welfare <laughs> for, a, for a split second. Yeah, mm-hmm. just for a minor amount. And then yeah, the apathy then the, started. Then the laughing, <laughs> the laughing started.
0: Hey, you guys ready to get out of here? We We certainly are. are. Let's do this. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Find the links to our Zazzle page, everything there. And don't forget, become a subscriber, supporter at $5 or more by January 1st to get one of our free
1: T-shirts. $5 shirt, son.
0: Yes. No, it's going to be more than $5 shirt. It's just...
1: I'm just saying. Yes. You can get an expensive shirt if you're not good at math. $5, so
0: $5 a month. Shirt. If you get at least five chuckles a month, ain't it worth it?
3: <laughs> True dad.
0: <laughs> exactly. So thanks again for listening. This is Liza. Emma Darling.
3: Douglas. Henry. N-
4: Naked
0: Jim. And we are out of here.
4: cool. Cool.